Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 334. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Offroad Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Uh, we got a, a long list of things to get to. We're going to start with the NBA. Yeah, so a lot. Uh, it's a a wide show, not a deep show. That's the uh, terminology I was looking for. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of sports, but just not very deep here because it's, uh, it's, it's that weird time. Uh, but in the NBA, the story we got here, uh, Jalen Brown is now the highest paid player ever in NBA history, signing his extension. Five years, $304 million. So that tops uh, Jokic's, I think it was five years, 276. Um, and it's just all about timing. It's just a year year after Jokic. Um, Brown has made multiple All-NBA teams, which got him that super, super max. Um, but I think, I think the problem here is this is why having one of the best players is so valuable is because a guy like Jalen Brown, who is good, but I don't even know if he's a top 20 guy, um, still gets paid as much as possible. Um, so if you have Jokic or if you have... Giannis, you're going to be paying them the same as like a, a second tier player. Um, and that's just how it is. I mean, yeah, you think like Jalen Brown plus like a good bench player might rival Jokic, but Jalen Brown, Jokic making the same amount of money. It's, it's not a, that's not an advantage there. Yeah. A little, a little crazy. I was shocked when I saw that Jalen Brown got that much, uh, that much money, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what the Celtics. What really the reasoning was, or you got to give him that contract, or else he seeks it elsewhere. That's, yeah, you pay someone will pay it. That's, that's I could have thing. seen him getting money like that and playing for like a middle of the pack bottom team, like <clears throat> I mean I don't know, like an Indiana type team or something. But yeah, but that's the thing is everyone gets paid these days, and that's why everyone signs the extension and then just demands a trade later. Yeah, um, it's just how it's, it's working now. But. Crazy. All right, uh, should we talk about some baseball? Yeah, so the trade deadline is next week. So it'll be August first. Will be the last day you can make a trade. Um, so there has been there was one trade today that I enjoyed very much. Uh, Kike Hernandez is coming back to the Dodgers from the Red Sox. So um, he's actually had a bad season for Boston. So they were ready to to move on from him. Maybe he relives um, it up though. But yeah, I like him. He's versatile. I mean, the whole thing is he, he they made him play shortstop with Boston this year. Um, where he wasn't very good, but Trevor Story is coming back. Um, I forgot about that guy. Wow, yeah. that's a name I have not heard in a long so time. So they they don't need him. Um, but yeah, I like I like Kike as a clubhouse guy. He hits lefties very well, and he can play multiple positions. I think it's a fine uh, little signing there. And there's no there's not much money left on the contract there. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a fan favorite. So happy to have him there, even if he doesn't really produce uh, just as a cheerleader. Um, but I do want to play a little game here. About the trade deadline. Um, because it, it's, it's fun and there's some big names that, that get traded. So I'm going to go through the history. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go back maybe 30 years on some of these, but not too much more. But, uh, this is, this is going to be a game for Tony. I don't know if Sean's be able to guess this one's, but probably um, not. I'm going to have you, uh, see if you can remember what team, uh, these players got traded to at the deadline. Okay. So, um, it was fun for me to be like, Oh, I'd forgotten about that one. Um, uh, but I'm going to start here with Carlos Beltran in 2004. Uh, was on the Royals and was traded to what team? Uh, the, am I just answering or is Sean? <laughs> I don't think Sean's going to know. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll take a seat. All right. Um, the, the New York Mets. Incorrect. Oh, hold on. The Giants? 
Incorrect. Oh my god. What was the name of He all? was traded multiple times, yes. Ah, oh, fuck. This was 2004? 2004. Are these like players that ended up helping their team win a championship or make a not run at least? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, so he was on the Mets. Because I feel like he for sure did play for the... the. I mean, he was on the Royals. I feel like he for sure did play for the Mets and the yes. Giants. Yes, he did. Um, fuck. But there's a team in between those teams. Yeah. And if I give you, I can give you a hint. He did help his team reach a World Series at least that year. With one of the great. It was actually the following year. One of the great oh, uh, playoff performances. Cardinals. Uh, no. Did he ever play for the Cardinals? I don't. Maybe at the end or something. But oh wait, I'm in Houston. Houston. That's right. He hit like eight home runs in the postseason or something. And they they lost. Uh, they lost to the, the White, White Sox, Sox, right? Yeah. All right. See, that was a fun one. That was um, a fun one. C.C. Sabathia in 2008 was pitching for the Cleveland Indians and got uh, traded. The Yankees? No. Oh, wait, he did play somewhere else, didn't he? Oh. At the deadline, he was traded to a team trying to make a run. Oh, I can, like, see him in it, but I got to go through the. Yeah, he only played there for that half season before signing with the Yankees. Okay, so he signed with the Yankees the following year. Um, Shit, this is good. This is good. Was the White Sox? It was not the White Sox. Oh. National League team. Okay. Okay. So let's see here. I know maybe people are yelling at their stereo right now. Um, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to say it was the was it the Pirates. It was the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers suck. And he was incredible. I can, I can see him in it. Uh, some people argued that he should have won the NL Cy Young that year. And I think he only made like 10 starts. Um, but yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to do two here that are a, a, a double. Okay? okay. So so don't don't worry. And, and don't think you're crazy when you hear this. Uh, in 2007, Mark Teixeira of the Texas Rangers was traded to which team? Angels? Incorrect. What? Incorrect. <clears throat> he yeah. signed with the Angels after. That's probably what it was. Texas. He was with Texas. Oh, shit. That's not right. when he went to the Yankees, was it? No. So I'll, I'll just give this to you because you were maybe on the right track. A little trickier. Uh, he was traded from the Rangers to the Braves. Oh, yeah. And then oh. the following summer, Mark Teixeira in 2008, as a member of the Braves, was traded at the deadline to which team? The Angels. The Angels, yes. Okay. And following that <clears throat> year, he signed with the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. And the Angels got a compensation pick for that. I feel like that year round. too in the 08, is that when they lost to Boston in the first round or something? They did lose. They were, they were they were good that year, and uh, Teixeira was very good for the Angels. So it was like a good trade for them, but then he left that offseason. Yeah. Um, yeah and then in, for that, the Angels got a compensation <clears throat> pick in the first round, and they ended up drafting Mike Trout with that pick. So hmm. pretty Not interesting how that worked. Uh, next up, I've got uh, Randy Johnson in 1998 as a member of the Mariners who's traded – Arizona? It was not Arizona. That's who he signed with after, huh? Yeah. So this is Fuck, this another happened. little like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. A uh, little piece of history there. Houston? I don't know. What. It, was, it Houston. was Houston? It was Houston. Wow. Yes. So, yeah, you just pitched there a half a year. Um, next up, I think you should get this one because uh, this one means a lot to me. I don't like In that. 2008, Manny Ramirez of the Red Sox was traded. The Dodgers. To the Dodgers. He was great that year. Yeah, that's when Manny Wood was born. Manny Wood, yeah. Um, I've got two more here. Okay. Uh, this one's the hardest. This is the one I was like, I have no memory of this at all. Okay. But let's see if you get it. Uh, in 2009, Jake Peavy, former Cy Young winner of the San Diego Padres, was traded to what team? Uh, the White Sox? 
It is the White Sox. Yeah, I remember he was. I don't. I had no memory of that. I remember him being on the Giants, and like I think he won a World Series with them. See, that's the know. one I wouldn't have remembered. I weirdly remember him in the, as the White Sox, yeah. and I also remember he was. Uh, also, one of my favorite fantasy baseball names that I've ever seen was "It Burns When I PV." <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. All right, the last one here. Uh, I think this is an easy one, but maybe not. Uh, in the year two thousand. Mm. Kurt Schilling of the Philadelphia Phillies was traded. Flying cars. Where? Was that when he went to Arizona? It was Arizona, yes. So they won it and they won it Big deadline de- deal. One. They won it the next year. Because that's when – was Randy Johnson already there that year? He would have yeah. already been there, I think. And then after that is when Schilling went to the Red Sox and had the famous <clears throat> bloody sock game. Yep. So, yeah, those are some big names that, that moved to the deadline. That was interesting stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and we're going to still stick with baseball. We've got a little more here. Um, I just want to go back through the stats leaders again, like do a little update here, um, including bat- batting average, where uh, Luis Arias is uh, hitting 379 right now. So he's still way up there. I think 400 is not going to happen. Uh, yeah, I it don't is think st- so it is still possible, but you'd think he'd need to hit like what, like 440 the rest of the way or something? Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Uh, we're more than halfway through the season, uh, but it's still an incredible feat getting this far. Um, Ronald Acuna, 332, second up. Uh, you know what's funny is like if he ends up batting, like let's say he ends the year with like a 372 average, people are going to be like, oh, he was so far off from 400. But it's like you're going to forget that 372 is a very good season. I mean, he's 47 points ahead of the next closest person. Yeah, we just don't see averages that high anymore. And they're kind of flukes. And he was – he had a good average last year, I believe, too. So he's not really a fluke. Um, but, yeah, Ronald Acuna second, Freddie Freeman third. Um, let's just do the top five. Yandy Diaz, fourth at 317. And uh, Masataka Yoshida, the, uh, the rookie Masataka Yoshida. Uh, with the Red Sox, is fifth at 315. So uh, that's batting average. Uh, home runs, Shohei Otani with 36. He's just been on fire the last month. And we don't know what's going to happen with him. Like we yeah, said one was, week. One week was a deadline. The Angels are a bit, a bit over five hundred. They're in the race. So this time last week, we were saying how we thought like, hey, there's a, you know, they should trade him, get something for him. But now it looks like the Angels. I don't think they're going to now because the Angels went on a little bit of a run. They've uh, they swept the Yankees in a three game series, and I believe they just took two out of three at home against Pittsburgh. And then they're currently up four to two in the fifth inning against Detroit. And Detroit's not a good team, so they have a very good chance to take at least two out of three, if not, you know, maybe all three from Detroit. And all of a sudden, you're winning some games, and uh, you never know. Like I don't know exactly. Like they're uh, let's see, we'll check their standings right now. They're it looks like they're currently a four. Was that I can't <laughs> four, and four, half, four and a half games back of the wild card. So I mean, they're very alive right now, and they win today. Uh, I mean, they could gain some more ground. I mean. The teams ahead of them, you know, have tough opponents this week, too. The Toronto Blue Jays are playing the Dodgers. Uh, the Red Sox are playing the Braves. The Yankees are playing the Mets, where they're currently down 4 nothing. Uh, so, I mean, they can make some ground on those teams, and uh, maybe they will uh, sneak their way into one of those top three playoff spots. Yeah, all, all five ALS, AL East teams are ahead of them right now. Um, those teams you expect would beat each other up at the end of the year, and someone's going to fall fall back so that's one team and i know they have care. said though that they they are playing less there's less division games there are this yeah year. Uh, but i think it's still more i think it's like 12 or 15 i think yeah or, it's like 12 to 15 yeah exactly against each team um keeping on with the home runs matt olson is number two with uh 32 home runs uh Luis robert jr who 
was in the home run derby. Had, had a, a nice showing. Uh, third at 28. Mookie Betts, fourth with 27. Uh, and then Schwarber and Pete Alonso tied for fifth with 26. So Alonso missed some time, and it looks like since he's gotten back, he hasn't uh, started hitting a bunch of home runs. Um, another thing I want to note here, Kyle Schwarber is hitting 185. <laughs> um, but he's productive enough. A lot of runs. those guys don't have the greatest average. I mean, yeah, you look at 185, one, 212, 201. 185 really stands out to me. Oh, yeah, no, uh, of course. Just un- under 200 and significantly. The, uh, the Mendoza line. And, I mean, Muncy's not far from it. <laughs> he's uh, hanging on by a, by a thread. And uh, you don't want to look at uh, the Dodgers backup catcher, Austin Barnes. Um, what is he betting? Under 100. Oh, my God. Does he play regularly? No, because he got Will Smith. Huh? He, he's the backup catcher, but he, he gets a decent amount of playing time. Uh, Not anymore. Just, yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy. Um, then the last stat I wanted to look at, maybe not my favorite, but I think it's an interesting one, is uh, just saves. We don't talk about the closers enough. Yeah, we had, we had a good run, I think, growing up as kids in the they late the 90s, coolest, early yeah. 2000s. Like, closers were cool. You had, obviously, we saw the, like, the two greatest ever with Mariano Rivera and Trevor Hoffman. And then you had, like, the guys that would come in and just throw, like, heat. You know, you had Billy Wagner, yeah. well, Steve Koch. When I was like, looking up that Carlos Beltran trade, Octavio Dotel was part of that deal. Yeah, there like, you go. Oh, he was good. Yeah, and then uh, the legend, Ugith Urbina. <laughs> is he still in prison somewhere? <laughs> is he alive? I, I was going to say, yeah, I thought maybe yeah. he did die. But he was part of some not good stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just going to go through the top five here. So, uh, number one is uh, Camilo Doval of the, the Giants, the all-star this year. Um, he scares me whenever – they go against him, but I think they, I think they got to him in the playoffs a couple years ago. Uh, second is Alexis Diaz of the Reds, twenty nine saves, um, tied for third. Jordan Romano of the Blue Jays and Felix Batista of the Orioles. Now uh, Batista, he's got a little extra there to, to brag about a point nine two ERA this year. So and Batista was the one that uh, gave up the. We talked about it last week. The go ahead two run home run in the eighth or seventh inning to uh, seventh or eighth inning. I think the eighth inning. To uh, Elias Diaz, uh, yeah, we had mentioned that he's pitched forty nine innings this year, and like going into that game, I mean, he had, going into the All Star break, he had pitched you know probably in the low forties in innings, and he'd only given up ten earned runs all season. Yep. And now he's given up. Uh, does he show us right now how many runs he's given up? He's given up. Oh, never mind. I lied. He's only given up five earned runs all year in forty nine innings, which is just insane. Yeah. Almost two strikeouts per inning. Yeah, ninety six yeah. strikeouts. Yeah, just yeah. ridiculous. And then in fifth is uh, Emmanuel Classe of the, the Indians. Or, oh, shit. The Guardians. You know? Oh, you yeah. just see that. It's just, We're going to get fined. Yeah. Yeah. We cannot say that. Do I mean, not repeat what we just gonna said. It's going to be really hard with the Washington football team because they might change their name again. So they might have four yeah, they, names in yeah, they, four years. I saw some funny stuff. About um, but, yeah, I'm going to continue here because I just want to get to the seventh place guy here. But Devin Williams with the Brewers, 25 saves at sixth place. Uh, seventh place is his uh, former teammate Josh Hader, uh, with twenty four saves and a point nine seven ERA. So, uh, hey, Josh, I, I said that at the beginning of the year. I said if Josh Hader can get back to his quality, I mean that's a great back end bullpen piece for the Padres, and uh, he did. And the Padres suck. I mean they've spent a lot of money to be not very good. Well, do you remember when the Padres first made that trade for him, and he was horrible for like a month? Um, but ever since then, he's been his old self. So. Um, yeah, that's our little uh, stats um, update. I think it's fun. It's a nice yeah. way to talk about uh, baseball there. Baseball's but. a long season, so we got to find ways to entertain ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I think uh, we're done there. Ready to talk about some uh, NFL? Yeah, we got a couple uh, stories here. Uh, training camp is has started. Um, one thing I can say is um, I didn't put it on my list here, but um, 
Saquon Barkley did sign a deal. Um, he, he's going to get a little bit of incentives, um, so he can make a little more money on the deal. But it's not like world changing there. Um, but yeah, the, the first story I have here is uh, Naheem Hines of the Buffalo Bills. So a uh, kick returner for him last year, but when he was with the Colts, he was a good receiving running back, and I think he was going to have a bigger role with the Bills this year. Uh, he is out for the season, and when it was first reported, it's like, oh, he like tore his ACL in, in the first day of training camp. Uh, no, he was hurt in a jet ski accident, and it was not his fault. So you think, oh, jet ski accident, this guy's being an asshole. Uh, he was in a stationary position on his jet ski while another jet ski ran into him and hit, hurt his leg. So um, I, it sounds like he's lucky to be alive to me. Like, that sounds yeah, that horrifying. Yeah, sound fun. Um, but, yeah, insane. That uh, I think there's just probably too many people on jet skis out there. They don't know what they're doing. So it's dangerous out there. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. That does not sound fun at all. And yeah, in this uh, world where running backs don't have long careers, you don't want to lose one to like this. You know, you lose a year. Um, next story we have is a little little happier. Um, involves people getting paid um, and players that I enjoy staying with my team for more years. Uh, Justin Herbert signed his five-year extension uh, with the Chargers. Um, he's getting $262.5 million, which is... Two and a half million more than Lamar Jackson's deal. So it, they wanted to give him just a little bit more so you can say, I'm the highest paid guy now. Um, so it is interesting that the highest paid NBA player and highest paid NFL player signed their deals on the same day. Is that related at all? I don't know. But a couple agents there, very happy today. Um, and me, very happy. Like hmm. It's a lot of money to give to a guy, but I want him to stay. I want him to have his whole career there like we've had with other Chargers quarterbacks. Um, and hopefully this time have a Chargers quarterback win a Super Bowl. With the team, but you know we got we got at least five years to, to to see how it goes. So very happy about that one. Um, but yeah, that that's it for the NFL. I'm sure we'll get more training camp stories. I think uh, four weeks from now we'll be just uh, right before the uh, first preseason game. So uh, it's happening. Well, should we talk about some college football? Yeah, here's another weird story. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, the University of Michigan head coach. Um, he is going to be suspended for the first four games of next year. Um, they're all easy games, so I think that's kind of how he uh, gamed it. He agreed to this. Um, so he's being suspended over an incident, an investigation um, from a previous year that he bought some players' hamburgers. At the hamburger store. The hamburger somewhere. store. <laughs> I don't know which one. Some sort of hamburger restaurant. Um, these players were recruits. They were committed recruits, but they were still recruits. And he paid for their hamburgers. It's so crazy to think you can't even buy them lunch. Yeah. So he's just like, oh, we got stuck at something and I bought everyone lunch. Because can you imagine Jim Harbaugh asking a bunch of high school kids to pay for their hamburgers when you know he makes... Probably 10 plus million Well, a year. so you know what's funny about you saying that is that reminds me of being a kid. Like, I remember my buddy, Tyler, his dad does very well for himself, own, like, you know, owns shopping centers and stuff. And I remember being in, I'll never forget this. I remember, I think I was in 10th grade. So I was like, or not 10th grade. Wow, I'm sorry. I was right after high school. So I was in, I was like, let's just say 19. And I'm with Tyler and his dad took us to, we went to lunch. Didn't, you know, we went, we went with him to lunch. It was over in, uh, uh, somewhere in Tustin Marketplace. And I think it was like a, you know, like a flame broiler or something like that. And we go and we get lunch. And as I order, it was like, Tyler, I was like getting my money. And Tyler's like, oh, no, no, it's fine. My dad's got you. 
And I'm like, oh, okay. So then I just ordered and didn't even try to pay, just assumed, you know, he's going to pay for me. And then his dad got so mad at me. He's like, like basically trying to call me like, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't expect things. And I'm like lazy. And, so, and I just will never, to this day, I still just never forgave Tyler for that. I'm like, dude, you just let me get yeah. <laughs> roasted by your dad for no reason. <laughs> like I was like, you set me up to fail there. <laughs> so uh, I still think about that. It's kind of funny. Yeah, that is interesting. If you were, if you're 17 would have made the difference. You'd be like, oh, yeah, it's just, oh, yeah, you're, you're, an, you're an adult now. You got to pay for your own <laughs> rice bowl. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, Harbaugh is going to be suspended over this incident. And the NCAA is saying it's not about what he did. It's the fact that he lied. He directly lied to the investigators, even though they had the evidence of it. Um, and that was the problem. So he could have come clean and said, yeah, I did it. I wasn't really thinking. It was 30 bucks. I'm sorry. And they might have been like, all right, pay a fine. Do this. But now he's going to be up four games. Uh, but again, they're not. They're not against tough competition. You'd expect Michigan to be 4-0 uh, after that, even without them. But, yeah, it is it is funny. The NCAA is, is a weird organization. Indeed they are. Indeed they are. Well, are we ready to talk about some soccer? Yeah, I'm, uh, this is actually convenient. So uh, we got two soccer stories. I'll go with the really quick one first was Mbappe. Sean, I think even you know that player, right? Mbappe? Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. I confused with my buddy Alex, my other buddy, that uh, his his uh, brother-in-law got a Mbappe jersey. He lives in Hawaii, and I remember I didn't know he knew anything about sports, and he randomly told us that, and I was like, how do you know who Mbappe is? That's nor here nor there, though. So Mbappe, we've talked about it before, that the Saudi Arabians are just trying to take over the world of and the sports world of the United States, and they offered Mbappe, I don't know if you saw this, Sean, one year, one year. And it's yeah, like seven hundred and sixty million, and then they would also pay uh, P- PSG, his current club, three hundred and fifty million dollar transfer fee. So it would be a billion dollar deal all around to get Mbappe to play one season. I heard and LeBron I is uh, he's signing up for uh, you know throwing his hat in the ring to get a, an offer. Yeah, and I I thought about it and I was like. You know, like, I guess some of these teams, though, like, I was like, you know, what does it matter? Like, they're just playing in, like, the Saudi Arabian League. But then I was like, actually, you know what? There's the Champions League. I mean, if these teams were, you know, anybody that wins their their league gets to go to the Champions League. So it's like, you obviously never, ever see a Saudi Arabian team, like, deep in the Champions League. So it's, like, kind of crazy to think, like... Well, the Champions League is Europe. You're right. It is Europe, huh? Yeah. No, that makes well, sense. I mean, there, there, are, there are other versions of that. Yeah, but not but as... That's the UF. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I fucked yeah. up on that. Well, good. So if you played for well, like that's a, why we don't see them far yeah. in the Champions League. What if you played for um, a team in Istanbul and you're like, well, I'm in there you the go. Europe part of Istanbul. Turkey, Turkey, I know is in it. Yeah, they, well, they're Turkey's in both continents legally. Yeah, so, so that's there you go. I mean, the, the final is always in Istanbul, so you'd think that would count, but not an expert. No, so uh, just kind of crazy to think like that's what the Saudi Arabians are doing. They're just made of money and they're making it known. And then uh, aside from that, though. The uh, other thing is that uh, Messi made his Miami debut on Friday night, and uh, it was it was like as if it was like you know it was like storybook. He uh, he didn't start the game, and that's because you know when these big guys come in, they want them to have their moment to come onto the field, and everybody's cheering. And a buddy of mine made a good point too. He says if you wait till the 60th minute to bring him in, these people have to stay because these people are here to see Messi, and. It's the anticipation, and sure enough, it was a. Uh, they were up one zero, 
Uh, and then I believe it was like 1-1, and Messi came in in the 54th minute, and it was the 90th minute plus four. He gets, there's a foul, he gets lined up for a free kick just outside the box, and he just does what Messi does, what he's done for years, and just finessed a beautiful free kick into the top left corner, right past the goalie. It's the game winner. They're going crazy. The fans are going crazy. Uh, and they win that game 2-1, and they're in a, what's called the Gold Cup uh, tournament. Uh, it's with like uh, MLS teams and Mexican League teams. Uh, and currently, uh, Messi's making his um, second game debut, and he's at home for this one, which I believe he was for the first one, but they're at home still. And they're currently up 3-0 on Atlanta at halftime, and Messi has two goals. He scored in the eighth minute and the 22nd minute. So uh, Messi's just having a great uh, great start so far to his Miami career. Three goals already in basically, you know, a game worth because he started, he didn't start. And I mean, up 3 nothing. I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, take him out at some point in the second half, maybe like the 70th minute or something if they're still up big because no reason to, this is just a little tournament. I mean, their eye on the prize will be if they can make a comeback in the MLS where they are currently in last place in their standings. So uh, we'll see if Messi can bring them back. And I guess another quick note to say is that the World Cup has started. The USA women's team uh, beat Vietnam their first game 3-0. Uh, they were favored by six goals, though, so a little underperformed. But uh, a win is a win nonetheless. And um, they play tomorrow, though, at 6 p.m. Pacific time, Wednesday night, against the Netherlands. So that'll actually be a decent test. The Netherlands are a, a solid team. So yeah, just a little quick... Update on the women's. I mean, all I follow for that is USA, and I barely even do that. <laughs> I just. I mean, when it gets further, weird, yeah. When it gets further, I'll watch. And they're also at bizarre times. I mean, it's convenient that they're making the USA games six p.m. our time because it's in Australia, so times are all over the place. Like, I know there's a game tonight at like ten p.m. I think or something, or there was an eleven p.m. game last night. So just a little all over the place. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's our soccer news here on uh, Tony's Take Podcast. Well, we have uh, one left golf. The Open Championship. I was this weekend in uh, Liverpool. Uh, the winner is uh, Brian Harmon. Home of Harman. the Beatles. Yeah. Brian Harmon won the, won the tournament here. Um, I think he was ranked like 26th coming into the tournament. So um, not like a huge long shot in the sense that no one ever heard of him. But yeah, someone who not one of the big names in golf, but um, just was consistently good. Like he had a uh, 65 in round two, which gave him... I think like a five shot lead after two days, which is pretty significant. Um, and yeah, from there it was just kind of boring. Like he was, he was still good the next two rounds and, uh, was never really in trouble. I don't know if it ever even got within three shots even, um, after that. But yeah, he ended up winning by six. Uh, we had four different people tied for second here. Jason Day, which is, that's, that's a good story. He's had his problems. Uh, Tom Kim, Sepp Straka and John Rom. So I think, I think Rom is still, Number one player right now. Um, and then Rory finishing there at six. So another top 10 finish for Rory, but just not getting it done. It's like, it's been a very, very good year for him, but no majors. It's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was it. That's, that was his last chance for on the year for a major, but, um, there's still some more left in the, uh, the season here, but yeah, it was not, it was not the most exciting thing. I watched the final. Um, and nine holes maybe on Sunday morning because it, it was it was early it was like nine o'clock um, already halfway through with the final round so um, but yeah not a lot of drama there it was just like oh, I, I like seeing people when they win that's fun oh yeah um, but yeah 
kind of if you're looking for competition, it's kind of boring. Alright. Yeah, I missed all of that. I usually would watch it, but I was out of town. Yeah. Next year, I guess. But yeah, I think that'll wrap up our sports podcast. A lot of stuff, but uh not too in depth on all of it. But you've been listening to episode three thirty-four of the Tony Stick Podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me we had off road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening. Tell a friend. I'll see you later.